Hey everybody, Sparks fans, this is Christian Huey, your host of this here podcast, All You Ever Think About Is Sparks, the only and therefore best podcast solely devoted to the works and music of Ron and Russell Mail. Uh, I'm improvising this here intro. Uh, I had a lot of stuff that I have recorded and written about uh, the next album in succession that I've been going through. It's introducing... But uh, out of the woodwork, um, Mr. Martin Gordon, the uh, bassist from uh, Kimono My House, and I touched bass, and we had a, a really nice chat together uh, about his uh, newest uh, offering, his newest album, as well as his thoughts on the uh, latest Edgar Wright documentary, uh, The Sparks Brothers. So uh, why don't you go ahead and give this a listen? Uh, there's a lot of great stuff. Oh, yeah. One more other thing. Uh, Mark Gilbert really went all out in recording a new uh, theme song to this uh, this podcast. So I'm playing the entire thing in its entirety before the show.
How are you? Okay. All right, thank you. All right. Excellent, excellent. Uh, well, so thanks for reaching out. I'm definitely happy to to talk to you again. And I know you had a couple of things uh, on your agenda that you wanted to talk about. And uh, I'm going to definitely give you a chance to do that. But I also just wanted to start off by asking you a few things. I guess the last time we talked was about a year or so ago. And you are yep. in uh, Berlin, correct? I am indeed. Yeah. So how are things going over there uh, right now? I'm, I'm speaking, I, I guess, uh, most specifically about COVID. I, I, if I remember, if I recall correctly, the last time we talked, you didn't have a whole lot of freedom of motion. How are things going out there on a day-to-day basis? Uh, much better. Much, certainly much better than last year. And uh, I will be getting my second COVID jab on Tuesday. And so then I'll be a uh, relatively free man once exactly. again. Exactly. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I popped over to the States for about three weeks there, and I was able to get into a supermarket and get a uh, my Johnson & Johnson. So theoretically, that's it. I'm, I'm one and done. Um, yeah, I mean, un- unlike uh, the UK. Right, uh, right. Who, who are just about to go uh, diving into um, a third wave, apparently. Because yeah, the of... Delta variant, I believe. That's right. Because... Cropping up all kinds of places, and I, I'm sure will rear its ugly head over here well, on will. this hemisphere. It will, but I mean, people will deal with it, um, you know, depending on, on how stupid their, um, their population is. Unfortunately, well, in the case of the UK, the population <laughs> tends to be rather stupid. It yeah. is impressed well, same, by things like the US, silly so haircuts. Sure you... And so if you like silly haircuts, then you've got to be prepared to, to die for it in this case. Yeah, yeah, completely understood. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you know we've got our share of those... Um, they call themselves freedom lovers, uh, but uh, you know we know that they're just sort of kamikazes. Yeah, really. Um, so I also wanted to uh, talk to you about um, your, I guess, fairly recent release that I just listened to for the first time, uh, "Another Words." Indeed. Uh, which I, uh, yeah, I just uh, checked out. It's uh, helpfully on 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 Spotify because it's very hard for me to get anything. Um, physical out here in rural Panama. Um, so that was, uh, it was a lot of fun, chilling, of course, because of the uh, the subject matter. Kind of reminded me a little bit of a couple of Residence albums I've heard. Um, uh, which, which? Well, I was thinking specifically of commercial album, because of the length of the... Of the pieces that, that oh. you had, you know, but uh, but they've also done some thematic things, like they did uh, one called Wormwood, which were stories from the uh, Old Testament. But anyway, I got sort of that same feel, this um, macabre uh, subject matter, you know, coming through a kind of jaunty um, soundscape and delivery, and uh, so it was, <laughs> yes. so it was very enjoyable. That's- uh, I, I really appreciate it. I, I could imagine it being, you know, an off-Broadway uh, uh, um, thing somewhere. Um, and, yeah. But, uh, um, go on. The, the, the residence hadn't occurred to me, but um, that's an interesting one. And certainly that's what a, <clears throat> some people have said. seems to me that all the people who, who know my stuff probably don't like it, and all the people who've never heard my stuff... <laughs> uh, 
seem to like it enormously. So, in other words, people from the kind of contemporary classical uh, fields that I'm moving in a little bit these days, and um, a number of them have said, "Hey, you know, this should be this should take place on a stage." So, um, who well, knows? Maybe, it. yeah, yeah. It, it really does. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I really uh, appreciated the. Um the the production of it as well and i want to get to that in a moment uh, also but uh, but just first off i wanted to uh, ask you because you know you did um a spin on your song idiots several months ago called cove idiots and you've been uh, a, a vocal um yes. critic of what's going on uh, specifically in my country over the last you know f- 4 years let's say uh and i just got of all of the bizarre, ludicrous, incriminating things that our former president has spouted out of his cheeseburger hole. So why specifically did you choose this phone conversation with the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger? Why did that grab you in particular? Well, I mean, it's difficult to choose the, uh, the zenith you know, the the peak of the idiocy. I think I chose it as much for reasons of um, efficiency as much as anything else in that it sure. was just one big long chunk of text it's and it was right all there. in one place and it had a, a cast of supporting idiots. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure somebody could uh, spend ages going through the uh, the trump canon and really they could really refine you know the greatest idiotic uh things that he said but um to be honest i didn't want to spend uh <laughs> longer than i had to yeah uh addressing the the stupidity so yeah because i could get the transcript from the new york times or the washington post rather uh it was all there and i stuck it into a word doc and it was nice and neat that and, is good, uh, you know yeah. i I put on a pair of rubber gloves uh, and got it over with as soon as possible. So, uh, why did you decide to choose uh, pseudonyms for the for the characters, such as Dumpy? Uh, oh, they're not they're not pseudonyms, except for Dumpy, of course. Oh, uh, okay, because <laughs> Brad, of course, that's Brad Raffensperger. Okay, there you go. So there's so Brad, there's there's Cleeta, there is Mr. Brainard, who has a walk-on past. There is um, Mark, who doesn't say anything, but who's there. Would that be Mark? So Meadows? yeah, had, that's right. But he, he, he didn't participate in the conversation for some reason. But right. No doubt he was he scribbling pure himself, probably. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's but um, but all all the rest are, are real people, unfortunately. So maybe <laughs> this was words. a bit of uh, changing the name to Dumpy, just sort of a he whose name yes. shall not be uttered. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's that's fantastic. Oh, and by the way, I did hear a little bit of that Gil, some Gilbert and Sullivan influence in, in there as well that keeps uh, uh, cropping up in your work. They were told that they can't vote because they've already been voted for. And it's a very sad thing. They were bound the numbers large will have it for you But it's much more than the number of 11,700 
time. Sorry, I, I appreciated that very much. Um, yeah, I learned I learned a few tricks from uh, Arthur Sullivan over the last over the recent years. Good. So, right now, I know things are still kind of dodgy over where you are and in the UK as well. I, I, I assume in, in terms of going out and playing live. So, do you uh, have you have you ventured to try to put together any uh, any, no. any kind of plans yet? No, and. I don't think I will, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, completely. You know, yeah. live stuff is coming back very slowly here, but um, I don't know. I, I think I probably will um, sit on the sidelines and watch. You know, unless something spectacular happens. But sure. that's what I've been saying for the last fifty years. Yeah, I, I'm going to get into the weeds a little bit more just about the creation of of that album because I've been doing some recording of my own over here because. Here in rural Panama, there's just not much else for me to do but sit and fiddle. Right, you're in, you're in Panama, right? I am. Yes, I, I'm in a little uh, beach town uh, on the Pacific ah. side called called Petasi, and we've got maybe three thousand people here. I would say up to fifteen percent are are expats from. North America or uh, UK or even Israel, and they're 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 all over. But there's not, you know, there's just not much to do here. So I've been uh, I've been doing a lot of recording well, on my own with what little gear. I okay, uh, have you have you come across my um, Panamanian themes theme tune? No, I have not. Oh, really? It's called Panama. <laughs> okay, that sounds like it'll it, be easy for me to look for. Well, extremely easy and extremely relevant to Panama as well. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to look out for that one. All right. I, I just may actually insert it into this uh, this uh, this here episode. Uh, well, do. Um, it was about uh, there was an English guy whose yeah. name escapes me, um, but he decided to fake his death. And he moved into his ex-wife. He moved into his wife's house and lived in a wardrobe after he faked his death. This is true. Um, this is all true. Uh, John, I can't think of his second name. Um, anyway, after about a year, uh, during which, which time his children would visit the house and he would get into the wardrobe and his wife would pretend that he was dead. Uh, and after a year, they went to Panama. And then they opened up uh, social media accounts under their own names, and of course they <laughs> they were very, they were very shortly uh, picked up by the police because they were identified. Um, oh. And he walked into a police station and uh, gave himself up, and he said, uh, "I'm terribly sorry, I've lost my memory. Can you help me?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how that ended up? Yeah, it did. They both went to jail for something like 25 years for insurance fraud. Okay, okay, insurance fraud. Okay, well, luckily, I don't know what it's like on the inside of a Panamanian jail, and I hope not to, but that's, that's hilarious. Oh, well, they, they went very to, relevant. They went to jail in, in England, of course. Oh, in they, England. They were shipped. Yeah, the, the Panamanians couldn't wait to get rid of them at this point. <laughs> that's really, really funny. Okay, all right. That's, it's, that, that's going in. Um, so I, I'm, uh, as I said, I'm going to get a little in the weeds and a little nerdy just for a moment be because it, it uh, aligns with my current interests. What is your current recording Chops. setup 
right now. Uh, what are you playing? What's your specifically to get very nerdy? What is the what is the digital audio workstation you're working with right now? It's Logic. Logic. Okay. Very good. Logic. Logic Audio. Yeah. The uh, the most recent one, which I was forced to invest in once I got a new Mac and discovered that none of my audio equipment would work anymore. So I had to go out and buy everything again. So for the first time in my life, I'm completely up to date with every single uh, item in my uh, studio. Well, for the next year and a half or so. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So and uh, yeah, I I also noticed listening to it. Uh, you know, I, I I assume you're you know playing the um, the stringed in instruments. You're playing the the, the guitar and, and the bass. Of course, you're a well-known bassist uh, live. And um, I was uh, I was in a sound. And you've got a lot of keys. And uh, and I'm wondering, are the, are you playing those via MIDI or are you playing those? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. In fact, everything's played in. Um, from a keyboard, except for bass guitar. Oh, except for your bass. Okay, um, very cool. Yeah, All right. and it so sounds the, like you yeah, have a lot of the, loops for the for the drum and, patterns as well. Of course, yeah. Right, so good. it's all um, it's all voices that come out of Logic and um, Apple loops. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, really enjoyed it. I hadn't heard it before yesterday, and I urge everyone else to to go out and and check it out. There there, there are moments when you're paying. When I was paying close attention, and it got my blood boiling again, because I couldn't believe that <laughs> yeah. this was a thing that happened, and so recently. I know. Um, I know. But at any rate, uh, so there it is, uh, in other words, and I uh, definitely hope everyone uh, gets to, to check well, it I, out. Well, I, I would just say that it's, it began life as a single piece of music, and then I cut it up into 31 small sections. I think it works well that people, way. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, who has 20 minutes of time these days? So yeah, uh, indeed, yeah. well, chopping it into into 30, 35 second uh, sections seemed to be maybe a solution. You can, uh, maybe next you can take an uh, audio recording of the entirety of the uh, January 6th uh, insurrection uh, piece by piece from different vantages. Oh, Christ. Uh, it's a, a little too gruesome yeah, for really. me. Um, so... Um, yeah. So 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 moving on, of course, um, I wanted to, or we we wanted to talk, you know, I guess mutually, about what's going on with uh, Sparks right now, in particular, with the documentary, the Edgar Wright documentary that uh, has recently been released. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Um, but somebody sent a clip of a trailer. Um, in which I'm seen to uh, shoot the singer with a with a shotgun. Yes, uh, this town ain't big enough for the both of us, right? The promo video. That's right. Yeah, so I was there for a picosecond or less, half yes. a picosecond, uh, and that apparently is my entire involvement in the uh, proceedings. So, Martin, uh, I I've seen it a few times. Some. Fans gave me several copies, and uh, there are a lot of interviews with a lot of players from over the years. Uh, Salmeda's uh, on there, and Hilly Michaels is on there, and there's uh, Harley. You know, he's on there, and uh, I, I don't know who, who from um, your your time. I think, uh, unfortunately, some a couple of those guys maybe uh, uh, you know left uh, our the 
Mortal Coil at this point. Uh, dinky, I'm thinking. Indeed. Uh, maybe Indeed. it's just Dinky. Uh, but, no, no, uh, no. Adri- Adrian. Oh, Adrian. Also yeah, is, uh, yeah, right. Adrian as well. Yes, shuffled exactly. off. Yeah, past his new. Off, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, so, it, so, in fact, from from the Kimono My House uh, lineup. Right. Um, there's only me who is still well, grimly right. hanging on to. It's just you. Grimly hanging on to life. So, I mean, I would, I would think that from what's probably known as their most successful album, that they would want to have somebody on screen for that. So were you approached to be in the film at any point? Well, before I answer that, you, sure. you may care to consider an alternative reality in sure. which the two guys, um, having been dropped from the American record label, turn up in the UK and uh, get a new deal and make a new album and develop a new kind of work flow, you know. Um, And then, crucially, uh, This Time Out Big Enough for Both of Us is not a hit and Came Out of My House is not a hit. So in this version Hmm. of uh, reality, the question I I wonder, I, I... muse over is would they still be um uh, would they still be mulling around the place as they mm-hmm. are some 50 years later and of course the answer is they wouldn't and mm-hmm. it seems to me that that record is um was a key moment in their subsequent career so it's so the, now to move to answer to answer your question um i was contacted by uh, Edgar Wright's people and they said would you be interested in being in this film um, and we had two discussions one was about the uh, a pragmatic discussion about um, terms and conditions and uh, dates and we uh, more or less came to some uh, agreement there and then I said uh, I would like to know what kind of film you are making here. Just because it would be foolish of me uh, not to know what I was letting myself in for. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> at that point, the conversation went completely dead. Are you, are so, you, are you aware of uh, Edgar Wright's work? Where, where uh, no. Okay. No. But I understand he's a Sparks fan. Oh, yeah. So yeah. this was the reason for me saying, uh, please tell me what kind of film you're, you're making here. I mean, if it's a kind of, well, you know, if there are two kinds of films, it seems that he could have been making a subjective film or an objective film. Sure. And um, obviously a subjective film comes with its own agenda. And right. so I, wanna, I wanted to know what his agenda was. And he wouldn't tell me. Uh, subsequently, it's become clear what the agenda is, and that is um, extremely subjective. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that ended up. So you turned you turned down the uh, offer for an interview. Ultimately, uh, well, no, I I didn't turn it down. As I say, the conversation stopped. It just stopped. Okay, so there was just, just no, no movement there. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I may well have. Well, I, I don't think we would have got to. Yeah, we would have got to a point where they said, "Okay, 
having looked at your website and having discussed, you know, all these things with you and having answered all your questions, we would still like you to come over because, of course, I am telling a different story. There was... Um, well, I, I will say um, that, you know, and maybe it requires getting more into um, the Sparks mythos to appreciate this point, but I, I, I did come away after watching the thing, and I've seen it a few times, that the various musicians along the way that had been unceremoniously let go, I, I wish that that as a... Um, as um, a, a a rule rather than an exception, or as an mo, had been kind of looked into a little bit, and it and, and obviously it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I understand though that uh, the, a number of or quite a lot of the surviving musicians who who have been let go in um, air quotes. Yeah, uh, turn up anyway, right? So sure. are they not? So is the thing not addressed by virtue of their participation? Yeah, I su- yeah, I I, I, I suppose that. Uh, well, I suppose so. Although you know, the important thrust of that you know particular story is that they were just sort of unceremoniously let go, and that was part of the mo of how Ron and Russ decided to start doing business yeah. as a while. It wasn't sort of a, an already. Uh, preemptively agreed upon um, agreement, you know, um, when a new project or a new album or a new tour would would be embarked upon. And I, you know, and of course I understand since I've talked to these people that there are to varying degrees, you know, some, some hard feelings. And that certainly doesn't come across uh, in the, um, in, in the documentary, but I also understand that there's, you know, that, that Edgar Wright probably chose not to make room for that. And, you know, more than likely, you know, Ron and Russ and their management chose not to make room for that as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I understand somebody wanting to tell a coherent story. I mean, sure. as a director. Right. Um, and clearly my, um, you know, the, the stuff that I would have had to say would, would not fit neatly into the, um, you know, in, into the, into the lovely, into the lovely, lovely the uh, scenario. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. No, exactly. I, I, I totally understand. Well, I, I hope that uh, enough people watch it and start to glean an interest, gain an interest for uh, delving into the uh, the uh, uh, um, the discography there. And no doubt, one of the first albums that they're 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 going to want to get into is going to be Kimono My House. And I hope they come across. Yeah, but I'm. Yeah, I mean, despite the fact that it's a pivotal moment in their career, I have a feeling that it's um, if not it's rather me. embarrassing. It's embarrassing to have to deal with, um, you know, because it it introduces uncomfortable 
issues. Um, just out of, out of interest, uh, is is Adrian are Adrian or Dinky um, addressed in their absence? I don't recall Adrian or Dinky being mentioned. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> to be, uh, to Which be is honest. entirely consistent. It, There's yeah, nothing like it having does a, seem pretty consistent. I'll, nothing I'll, like I having a constant. Back and watch because I mean I, I will give Edgar Wright credit for this. He covers a lot of ground. Um, right. But you know, because you've got fifty plus years to cover, oh. necessarily you're going to be somewhat superficial. Well, that's true. But I mean, at some point, things clearly started going right. Yeah. And you know, and that would be, you know, by any by any kind of analysis, that would be your kickoff point. Right, exactly. So uh, I think I hear you know, what kind of what you're leading toward is that are they giving enough due um that that is uh, you know, Sparks are Ron and Russ getting giving enough uh, due um uh, um uh respect or 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 what what have you to that particular lineup that you were a part yeah, of I mean, and how much it changed the trajectory of their career. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, my, my question is largely rhetorical because I, yeah. I think I, I, right. think I, I mean, know I what the answer, answer is. You can't answer that, right. Well, no, I, I, I know what the answer is in terms of uh, is it addressed in the film? Uh, oh, obviously uh, it it's not. But, uh, it's not. Yeah. No, no, it's just yeah. sort of, uh, I mean, it was. it's seen as a, as a pivotal moment in their career, especially the... Um, you know, that one single, um, but you know, it's just sort of, you know, in, in retrospect, it's all part of this narrative that looks predictable from in, in retrospect, you know what I'm saying? Yes, you know? yes, yeah. yes, I do indeed, I do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I totally understand that. I would love to talk to those guys, you know, of course, that's not, not to be, not, uh, not, not, uh, not in this dimension. <laughs> but uh but i maybe i miss seeing you i i wish it uh i i wish you you know i i could have seen you there but i completely understand the the reasons for it it not happening um well yeah as i as i say i i didn't i didn't say no because it didn't get that far right exactly it may you know who knows so. maybe it could have bumped up against sue harris or something and she said no martin i don't know i have no i have no idea i don't have inside information yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah. Who knows? But, but I. But anyway. But I know that the people listening to this are going to be very um, are going to be intrigued to hear what what uh, you have to say because you know these are what, what I'm collecting now because I've been doing a lot of interviews over the last couple of months or so from various people and trying yes. to fill in these gaps because now that the the film is out, um, you know I'm, I'm getting to to interview some of the players. I'm still talking to some of the earlier players i've really only gotten up to uh to big beat you know with uh, hilly michaels and uh and salmeda in 1976 right. you know but um but you know but there's hey it helps me there's a lot of renewed interest and uh, and, and yeah I interesting so. um yeah i never hooked up with um with sal but we crossed paths um in that um well, you know, he was in this in this band, Milk and Cookies. Yes, yes Milk and Cookies. So then, Ian North, who was the kind of uh, the, the leader of Milk and Cookies, decided to take a leaf out of the the Moles book, and he also turned up in England, and he also turned up at Island Records, 
and um, I then began playing with him. So to an extent, I um, I suppose I stepped into Sal's shoes for three months before this was after Sparks and before Radio Stars. So um, oh, wow. yeah. So no, I'm uh, trying to imagine you Sal... on, on Big Beat now. It would... uh, say it again. I said I'm trying to imagine you playing on Big Beat now because uh, Sal is closely associated with the sound of that record. I don't know if you ever listened to it. Yeah, and I, I think I I think I auditioned for Roxy Music around the time that Sal did also. Right. Uh, or or maybe earlier. A, he was a, just a touring performer, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's okay, right. Oh, yeah, it was probably earlier. Anyway, with the, you know, our kind of our footprints overlap very slightly. Yeah. Oh, that's and he seems like he seems like a lovely guy, and uh, I'm sure one of these days I'll um, I'll meet him in the flesh. Well, I'm not sure, but you never know. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully so. I, I don't know where. Oh no, I do know where. He's in New York right now. He's in New York. Yeah, yeah. he's in New York. Uh, so, do, do you have anything? I mean, I know you just got done working on this big project, and you know, and you've re- recently uh, released it. And I know that I'm sure that took a lot of time and energy and and whatnot. Do you have anything else that you're working on currently? No, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the it, fine really. answer. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> really, that's it. I'm done. Not a thing. No more. I'm just. Yeah, I'm just uh, replenishing, you know, and listening right. to um, all kinds of uh, music which are about as far away from rock and roll uh, so, um, and electric electric guitars as you can imagine. Well, let, before we leave, why don't I ask you about that? So what are you listening to these days? Uh, Stravinsky, a lot. Okay. Um, really, The Rite of Spring. Uh, the, I don't know, I've come to this kind of stuff very yeah. late, really, but The Rite of Spring. You just recently Amazing, heard the Rite of really. Spring for the first time? No, but I've recently, only recently appreciated, appreciated it for the first it. time. Okay. Yeah. 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 There you and go. now yeah. I've, I've got the scores out. And uh, so I'm, I'm actually doing quite a lot of stuff um, playing playing along, you know, so reading the sheet music and playing the cello parts. So, oh, you play the cello? So, um, lots of Bach. <laughs> Uh, no, playing cello parts on the bass. Oh, so reading, okay. read, reading the cello part, uh, you know, the, trans, the, the notation for the cello part, and playing it on the bass, which is of course a challenge because the bass is strung in in fourths and cello is strung in fifths. Right, um, right. So th- these kind of things. So I need to. Uh, that sounds very challenging. It might just be easier to pick up a cello. <laughs> yeah, well, it you know in. Points you in different directions, and uh, that's what I'm really enjoying right now. <laughs> Good. Well, that's fantastic. I, I hate to keep coming back to this, but uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Sparks did uh, come out with a song last year about Stravinsky. <laughs> oh Christ! Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Maybe. It, okay. There's maybe you should cut it. out that. Maybe you cut out that entire section and you replace <laughs> Stravinsky with with Anton Faber. That's. A- <laughs> It's okay. It's a, there's there's room for more. There's room. Plenty of people can can do Stravinsky. That's fine. Uh, well, that's great. Oh, okay then. Okay. Well, another one that I've yes, been okay. to much much more than Stravinsky is Hans Eisler. Okay, I'm not familiar. Okay, Lo- local. Um, he works a lot with Brecht. So Brecht. Okay. Brecht yes, wrote I, the words, I, I so to speak, Brecht. and Eisler wrote the tunes. Um, and 
Right. So then the the, the uh, demotter, for example, the, which is uh, Brecht's words and Eisler's um, uh, Eisler's music. So a kind of uh, a Gilbert and Sullivan style partnership, which is fantastic, and, and that's uh, that's something else that is. Uh, has kind of reaffirmed my my love for music stuff like that well if you choose to to Zeitung's out uh yeah if you choose to re- record anything you know based on those influences i know i would certainly love to hear it or uh, really enjoy the gilbert and sullivan stuff well in fact well uh this thing the the another words thing in fact is not a million miles away from a hans eisler piece called uh Zeitung's Ausschnitte, where he took Newspaper headlines and set them to music. Oh no! Oh really? Um, and in fact, newspaper, yeah, a newspaper. So not only the headlines, but the bits of the articles as well, which is in fact exactly what I did. And I only discovered this after I'd finished, fortunately. But oh, wow. um, that's that's a great piece. Zeitungsausschnitter means um, uh, headline extracts okay. in German. All right, that, um, thanks for, for translating. It comes from the 1930s, and you can find it on YouTube. There it is. Okay, I may just have to insert that in here as well, especially since it's copyright-free, I'm sure, at this point. Uh, uh, it probably is, because it's over 70 years, yeah. I think so at this point. Uh, well, that's great. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, like I said, uh, really, so far, I'm enjoying Another Words. It's... Uh, it's 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 quite ballsy, and but it's very uh, Gilbert and Sullivan-y, um, hummable and and whatnot. Uh, so uh, thank you for releasing that. I urge every uh, everyone to listen to that. And uh, if you well, do, thank you. Yes, for saying that. Absolutely. Okay. Was there anything else that uh, you wanted to uh, relay uh, about what's going on with you right now before uh- we close out for the day? Uh, no, the only thing I will add is I've just found out the name of the guy who um, escaped to Panama ah. with his wife is, is ironically enough, his surname was Darwin. John name, Darwin. John Darwin is the guy's name. It's John a shame Darwin. he only made it to Panama and, and not all the way to the Galapagos. Okay. Yeah, but I tell you, if, um, if you have a spare... Well, the story is so incredible. If you look at his Wikipedia page... It's fantastic. And then, of course, there's my tune, which uh, tells the story of John Darwin. Um, John was seen paddling out to sea in his kayak on March 21st, 2002. Later the same day, he was reported as missing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Absolutely. Well, I I think he's still in in jail, is he? I can't know. Maybe he's been let out. But, yeah, yeah, this comes from... uh, this comes from today. It's a fantastic story of stupidity, you know. I love that. Which is very topical. Uh, very so topical in many ways. If I wanted to, so if I wanted to check out that particular song that, that you made, uh, where where can I find that? Is, all, is that also on Spotify? Have you released that? It's on Spotify. Okay. Yep. Great. And it is called yep. once again. It's called Panama. It's called Panama. Easy enough. Yep. People just uh, re- recall where your your host lives now and look that up. Uh, plus, Martin exactly. Gordon. It can be your theme tune. It could. In fact, I might just make it that, at least for this particular episode. <laughs> it's uh, quite catchy. It is. Oh, well, I'm sure it is catchy. 
Uh, I'll find out in just a moment as soon as I'm off uh, the, the line here. Uh, well, Martin, <laughs> okay. thank you so much once again. It's always a pleasure to, to talk to you, and, uh, and I hope we can do this again in a year or so. Yes, indeed. Well, yeah, nice to talk to you, and um, I hope it all goes well in Panama. And thank you. You're, you're jabbed and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to be hiding out in any uh, wardrobes for a while. I should be okay. I don't think I'll run no, afoul right. of anyone. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If you decide to disappear, don't forget to change your surname. That's the key thing. To Darwin. That's what I'll do. There you go. There you go. Right. That'll, that'll do right. it. That'll do it every time. Yes, exactly. All right. Yeah, have a great day, Martin. Thank you so much for talking with me. Okay. Thanks a lot. You got it.